Hello, welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Jason. Welcome to the podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna let people think that I've been like locked in a room for a week waiting for you to record this episode with me since our Power Rangers Zio episode. <laughs> can I can I let people think that? Is that- I mean that's a, that's a peek behind the curtain. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Today's topic, <laughs> Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. It is the second installment in Power Rangers, the film series, after Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. The film stars Johnny Young Bosch, Nakia Burris, Steve Cardenas, Jason David Frank, Austin St. John, Catherine Sutherland, Jason Narvi, Paul Schreier, Hilary Shepard-Turner, Amy Jo Johnson, and Blake Foster. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. But yes, what you alluded to earlier, we have wrapped our review of Power Rangers Zio. And now, as we mentioned a couple of times during that review, we're finally talking Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, it's like, what is this? Is this the true season finale of Power Rangers Zio? Is this the season premiere, the season pilot for Power Rangers Turbo? Is it just a bridging thing? What is this? What it's not. What it's not is a big budget feature theatrical <laughs> movie follow up to that first film. That's it's not it. That. That is a cheap, although a little bit of an extra budget, but still a cheap, almost could have played just on TV as a little special. It really could have. Yeah. And this is not great. (laughs) I did say when we reviewed Zio, which for you and I was not very long ago, uh, when we reviewed Zio, that I had seen this, even though I hadn't seen Zio. Because it was billed as the next movie. I had seen Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, and it's like, oh, okay, so we're getting another movie, and just like the first one, 20th Century Fox. Wow, you know, it's not just Saban, you know, it's, wow, this is going to be bigger, flashier, and no, it's TV on the big screen. But for the 90s, today... That is a very different thing. You know, you've got shows like Game of Thrones and, you know, The Walking Dead. You know, oh, all sure, yeah. Great yeah. shows. So, but back then, though, in the 90s, I mean, this was 1997. So TV on the big screen looked cheap. And yeah. that's yeah. that's what this, this movie and, is. And, you know, th- that's the thing, right? Like, so when we, when we, as we talk about this movie and when we get to our, you know, our summer, our rating, you know, like the standpoint is going to be look, rating this as a theatrical film. I mean, I know we're both going to pretty much be pretty hard on it and be like, look, we're going to go in the thumbs down direction, I'm guessing. If we were just rating this as, hey, this was the premiere episode, special episode of, you know, episode one of Power Rangers Turbo, I'd probably be, you know, in line with the show. I'm like, no, this is pretty cool. Like, this is, <laughs> this is a pretty cool big episode lots of stuff is happening you know like they they're on a ship and like there's a bit of an extra budget and they've got all these cool cars but as a theatrical film i'm gonna sit here and be like yeah no nah, this is pretty garbage <laughs> is that fair 
<laughs> no, you've, you, you, well, yes. I said no. I meant to say yes. <laughs> you've you've summed it up. And, you know, not even like talking about the quality of it or anything, but even though they are still Zords, they're also cars. Yeah. Most people can drive cars. I just felt like the novelty of what we got in previous iterations of Power Rangers. Like robot dinosaurs. And <laughs> exactly. Like flying pyramids. And, and this is a different thing. Like so, what, and shit. so what's your Zord? Like cars. <laughs> the Jeep. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> a red car. Cool. Oh. I mean, isn't what... I can't remember who says it. One of the lines, like, when they first get the Zords, it's like... Like they're just regular cars. Hey, you shut up! <laughs> like these are these yeah. are robots. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought we were cutting that line. Why is that in the movie? Oh, and do you know what? What honestly? What do you prefer? It's more than time or shifting to turbo. I mean, look, it's this is. This this film is one of following Zero, right? Like this is the start of the annual changes where we've got new costumes, new Zord car things, new villains, even new catchphrases and morphing sequences. They're all gonna be different. Do we have to compare and say whether it's better? It's not great, but it works for this. It works for Turbo is the name of the movie, the show. It's all about cars. That's the theme of this one. The costume designs, like they look, they've got fucking sorry, they've got bloody headlights on their helmets. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, man, just tell me how you feel. <laughs> it is crazy. They like, do have helmets, headlights on the helmets, like cars. Like it's, I oh, know. It's, it's, it, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. Saying shifted to turbo, not out of place. It yeah, works. I mean, it it, it does is, fit, but it yeah, of course, Mighty Morphin Power say, like, Rangers had a better, like, you know, it's Morphin time. Yeah, I know you never, I know you never ended up watching the Turbo series that this obviously leads into, but I did, and very familiar with the theme song for the opening credits for that season. Like in this movie, like when they they first get into the cars and they're driving and, you know, the, the theme song kicks in. A little part of me does get a little bit giddy. It's a pretty cool theme song, like, where it's just like, with, again, with the shift in the turbo and then you've got them in the vehicles and they're like changing gears and they're driving through the desert or wherever the hell they are. And, yeah, that track is, is laid. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I like it. There's, there's no matter cool what. Iteration <laughs> of Power Rangers you're talking about. The music is pretty good. Like consistently, you know, it's I mean, yeah, some are better than others. You have not watched enough Power Rangers. <laughs> there is, the, no, there's okay, but I'm talking about the you know the Ron Wasserman era. Like, you know, I know Absolutely. he did, you know, Zio. I'm not did he do did he do Turbo? Like I know there was the, the song Turbo Time. I mean that play during Angel Rose victory in the final karate match. And apparently that was pretty popular. Um, children's <laughs> radio stations following the film's release. And, you know, this movie got a soundtrack like most films, most films did. Um, but yeah, but the, the music is, is there, but you're talking about the, the turbo series. I'm like, I'm surprised they 
got a movie out of it. Never mind a whole season of a TV show. Like, well, oh, I mean, man. this movie, this movie was before that. Like, this leads into the the series. So, I mean, it does, but I'm like, I think there's barely enough to fill a movie. Never mind, like continuing the story <laughs> on the small screen. But okay, oh, so the the film was. Just touch it on the show very briefly because obviously it's very much related to this movie. It was like pretty dire where they thought that like Power Rangers was killed. Like it was like the show was, they had to really do some course correction, which if we do end up talking about the show at some point, which I'm still going to push for, halfway through the show, like it basically sort of reset a, a lot of stuff production wise, cast, they changed the direction of the show leading into space which might be one of the best seasons i swear but turbo is definitely one of the worst seasons having said but that's the thing (laughs) but no you you brought up the tv series so i'd have to sit through what could be one of the worst power rangers tv series in your words to get to one of the best just watch like five to get to one of the best well let's get to the end of this review and then i mean after this as soon as you get through it, we are going to do Cosmic Fury, which is sure. closing the 30-year era of Power Rangers. I'm going to be finishing up on Netflix. So maybe, maybe we'll, I don't know. I've seen this movie a couple of times now, and I don't know if I can watch any more Turbo than what I've seen, but the cast could get me to watch it. Just seeing more... Jason David Frank, really, you know, so that, that could be a reason to watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, any excuse. But the film was released March 28th, 1997, to generally unfavorable reviews. It was criticized no. for its visual effects and campiness, but critics praised the performances of its cast. And you know what? I'm going to second that because no matter what iteration we're talking about, whether it's Mighty Morphin Zeo, this movie, like the cast, do deliver, although wooden at times and don't necessarily have the best dialogue. But the cast, you know, with these characters, it works, it really does work. So I can see how, when somebody was critiquing this film, looking for something good to say, they would point to the cast because although they're not given a lot to work with, you know, they, they turn up and but in a decent performance. Yeah. And I think, again, if if we do give this movie like a fair go and, and treat it like just a TV bridging, you know, an, a special episode between the two seasons, Zeo and Turbo, like we've got these established characters. We know they work well as a collective. Seeing the back, their dynamics, all that kind of stuff, like it's there. You, you enjoy them. It's... But obviously, I mean, they do shake it up a bit. But I think the characters that we've got, like you've got the, you know, like Kat and Tanya, like when we first see them, it's like, I don't know, they're, they're do- also doing things that are like sort of outside of high school. So it's like they've also sort of grown up a little bit as well. Like they're doing volunteer work. They've got jobs. Like they're doing something. They just seem like more mature rangers. Like, so I feel like, we're getting a bit of a reward in terms of like, hey, look, you've stuck with these characters and here's them sort of like a year later, like they're a bit older, a few things have changed. 
we've got some returning characters, which I'm sure we'll talk about, which is great to see. And actually following watching Zio kind of makes sense that we do see this particular character, but I'll explain that all after. I know it's great seeing these characters. Like we're with them and they they do do enough for what this movie requires. Like again, as a theatrical thing, like, no, this is you'd look at this and be like, terrible acting, like awful this, that, and the other. But that, that's the that's a disadvantage that is put on this film. Yeah. It being released as a theatrical movie and not like a, a TV film. Which TV we special probably is... Yeah, today that more than likely that's what they would would have done, you know, <laughs> probably on, on Netflix. That's what it would have been. You know, I was interested, right? So obviously this isn't that first movie which had a much bigger budget. So the budget of this movie, eight million. Do you know what it did at the box office on a budget of eight million dollars? I'm going to guess just a ballpark nine point six million. Nine point six million, correct. You've done your research. <laughs> but um when when you spend eight million, and, and yeah. that's not even taking into consideration marketing. And this would have been marketed. Absolutely. <laughs> so they absolutely would have spent more than 9.6 million on this movie. And that is the return. And this is the second and final Power Rangers movie until the reboot, of course, <laughs> you know, much, much, sure. much later. But within this continuity, um, yes, it starts with this movie, but you can't put out a second Power Rangers movie on the back of that first one. And think people are just going to take to it because it's just, I mean, that first movie was different. I mean, what we're getting here, like in the TV show, we're getting the characters wearing uh, their ranger suits with spandex rather than the yeah. armor-like suits of the first movie. And then, you know, the Megazords, they were CGI in that movie. It's the TV, you know, style. Here's, it very much feels like, TV on the big screen. And again, like if you watch this movie on a smaller screen, it does look better. But on the big <laughs> screen, which is not where I saw it, if I'm honest, I first watched this movie on VHS. I used to have the VHS of this movie. And I, I did the same. It was definitely at home. So yeah, lower quality video. Yeah. So. It is it's it's a different thing. That first movie was made for the cinema and this movie wasn't. So a lot of people would have been disappointed because that first movie, like, it wasn't just looking to target, you know, the fans of the TV show, which is what you need to do if you're going to reach that wider audience, whereas this is just... It, it kind of, yeah, it worked as a bit of a standalone. It wasn't it wasn't canon to the, the rest of the series. It, I mean, they kind of pulled from it and rewrote sort of how they got new powers and stuff this is dead set like again i'll stop trying to refer to it but like the first episode of the turbo series it opens with like i think some of the characters are having a conversation they're telling rocky like what happened and like rocky's like wow that really all happened and then it cuts to like this montage and it just sums up the turbo movie Again, I'm with not, the theme I'm not, just... I'm not ready to talk about Rocky yet and his five minutes of screen time at the beginning of the movie. It just seems like whenever you go back and dig into Power Rangers, like 90s Power Rangers, behind the scenes, you know, whether it's the actors or whatever, 
there just seems to be problems, disagreements. And when you watch this movie, there's one director credited, and it is David Winning. If I'm honest, I don't know what else David Winning has done. But you look online, there's two directors credited. One of them is Shucky Levy. But when looking into it, it was actually directed by David Winning. Due to a contract dispute, he only received co-credit with the producer, Levy, and no editing influence. So his name is on this film, but then he got took over from him. And that's the finished film that we got. So a few things happening behind the scenes there. Shucky Levy originally wanted Walter Jones to reprise his role as Zach Taylor. Jones declined when he learned he would have to give up his Screen Actors Guild card to appear in the non-union cast for the movie. So again, it's like he's, it doesn't what? paint this movie or Power Rangers in the 90s uh, in the best light, to be honest. I mean, as kids, watching this show, great. But behind yeah. the scenes, actors, people working on these TV shows, these movies, not the best. And even like, I mean, and this kind of relates to sort of behind the scenes stuff and like, yeah, I guess like creative decisions and then directions that the story is being pushed in. And I don't know if you're ready to talk about, um, oh God, what's the, what's his name? <laughs> the kid where it's like, oh, let's, you know, we want to make the show like appeal to kids. So we want a kid ranger and stuff like decisions like that to, to sort of, I don't know, like just, yeah, push the show in a different sort of direction. Definitely set this up for just hurting the series as a whole. Like, so yeah, this wasn't a good time. This was not a good time for the Power Rangers and the fans of the show and whatever age you were at. I mean, we lost fans during this. Yeah. And to answer you, answer your question. (laughs) Well, I stopped at zero to be fair, but and that was nothing to do with, the quality of that show, I just stopped at Mighty Morphin. But to answer that your question, was the quality of this movie that, that put you off. <laughs> no, <laughs> because not... I mean, I guess I did see this movie without Zio. But to answer your question, I am not ready to talk about Blake Foster, which is no, no. reflection of him as an actor. It is just the character and the direction they were looking at yeah. going with. For some reason, I don't know why. At the top of my actors list, I have. Johnny Young Bosch as Adam Park. Why have I started with him? <laughs> what it says on the Wikipedia page. Maybe. Okay. Adam, maybe. Bosch, yeah. Maybe that's why I started doing. with him. The <laughs> Green Turbo Ranger. And yeah, the second Black Ranger, uh, Green Zeo Ranger. I don't He's remember. Green too much of adam in this movie to be honest he doesn't do anything of this movie he drives his car oh do you know what nah he does have a bit of a moment with like his car and the zord i think he has a bit of a side mission that he does very briefly other than that nothing (laughs) he does nothing man (laughs) he does nothing Thanks, Adam. Thank you for your service. <laughs> We've got Nikia Baris as Tanya Sloan, the yellow turbo nothing. ranger. There's a, there's a lot of that. Okay, let's talk about the five minutes that Steve Cardinius as Rocky DeSantos does. He does a, he does a oh, jump kick and then does nothing. It's a ridiculous <laughs> kick. Um, it doesn't even make, like, the physics behind it doesn't make sense. Like, 
the way that he kicks and then suddenly the camera cuts and it's like he's moving in a completely different direction and then had, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense. Race is back. Oh, it's man. a massive disappointment. Like, if you're a fan of that character and that actor, you're going to be pissed off with the opening of this movie. And they're taking Rocky off the board to make way for a kid. Very a kid. <laughs> very disappointing. But as you're watching it as well, you, you know, you kind of like think, do you know what? I reckon Jason would have made that kick. <laughs> if if we if we want to look behind the curtain, right? Holy shit! Apparently, Rocky was originally supposed to play as the Blue Turbo Ranger, but Steve Cardenas announced his departure to concentrate on his dojo. Despite rumours, he was injured after that while performing a stunt towards the end of Zio, and as a result, had to leave the show, requiring the exit of his character. So while shooting the movie, he had to pretend he was not hurt, and when he flipped, he would show his pain. The rumour was written into the movie. So there you go. Yeah, sure. Um, but so, look, it, it is good to know that it was his choice, so there was no bitterness there and, and stuff. Cool. <laughs> but actors do seem to want to leave the show. It is ah, something yeah. that that tends to come up, except for Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver, Red Turbo Ranger, leader of the Power Rangers. Jason David Frank, I mean, we met him, like, which was, you know, he came to Perth, Western Australia. We got Touched to meet him. him. Yep, we both oh. touched him, and yep. he was great. He was absolutely fantastic. I cannot say enough great things about him, but what was very noticeable, like you could see that he was a guy who was always switched on and just got the impression he didn't have the off switch. Like he was great with his fans, and he, do you know what I mean? Like he was just always yeah. on. Yeah, just his passing just really, really hit hard. Like, you know, we got autographs, you know, got a photo with him as well. And he was just a great guy, a great, great guy. Had a bit of a chat and you know, he took the time and he's like, hey, so we've done a photo. Are you okay with the photo that we've just done? Would you like to do another one? Like, hey, you know, it was just a really nice guy and legitimately had a big line. Like a lot of people did go to that con to see him. And regardless of how big his line was, he took the time to spend with everybody. What a guy. And and that's it, whether it's this movie or, you know, certain episodes where they just, it feels like you've seen the episode already, even though it's a new one. The cast and him in particular just always brought so much to the role that just elevated it. Yeah, now that's... That's it. That's right. Like, and I think, look, he, the thing is, like, when we've got, and whether it's the show or, or this movie, like, when we've got Jason David Frank playing the Tommy role, the show and the, this movie, like, it makes sure that he is front and center, even though that might not be fair to the other cast a lot of the time, like, but they give him a lot of focus because they know that he's a fan favorite. He does it well. Um, and 
to be honest, he, he works well with the other cast. Like it it does. And in, in this and in this movie, again, like much like the Zero Show and whatever, like him and the you know, like the Tommy and the cat character, like the movie knows what it's doing in terms of like, hey, look, we've got a little submission that you guys need to go on. You two. You two go as a little pair and just sort of hang out and you know trek through the jungle like it knows what it's doing putting those two characters because let's be honest we just talked about the zero show they had more interesting things to do those two characters and this movie isn't really any different when it comes to you know like cat's got the connection to to what is the kid's name is it Billy? but that's not right oh my god the what is it, man? Help me out. Help me out. Help me out. I've got it written down. Justin. <laughs> um, also, Justin. that's it. I'm going to say, I knew the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin. Um, but, like, you know, well, Kat and Tanya, but then, like, Kat has the more, like, she's always, like, the, like, Justin, are you okay? You know, like, she's got that connection. And then, like, her relationship with Tommy. So she's at the forefront of this movie. Tommy's obviously doing the Tommy thing. Uh, and then obviously Justin has his moments, which again is whatever. <laughs> That's it. But the other characters just again, Rocky's put away, he's sidelined. Tanya and Adam just they just don't have much. They just don't have they don't, but when um, Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. When Rocky's but when they in the, when, stuff, it works. Yeah, true. When Rocky's in the hospital bed and Justin's hiding underneath and the Rangers teleport. They are terrible at keeping secret identities. They really are. I mean, they're already constantly color-coded. I would you Power Rangers with my six-year-old? And she's like, well, that's the Yellow Ranger. That's the Black Ranger. I'm like, yeah, they're not, they're not subtle. Yeah, they're not the yeah, best. You know, those, you know how those five teenagers are always wearing those distinct colors and then they always disappear together at the same time? Yeah, I reckon I've worked this out. <laughs> We've also got Austin St. John as Jason Lee Scott, the first Mighty Morphin Power Ranger and formerly the Gold Ranger. It's always good mm -hmm. to see him. And it's not just him. It's Amy Jo Johnson. And originally, they were considered by producers of Power Rangers to show, to take over as the Red Turbo Ranger and Pink Turbo Ranger. Jason David Frank and Catherine Sutherland wanted to leave the show. Both actors declined to return to the show full-time due to the exhausting work hours of the show and wanting to act in other projects. So we very nearly could have seen the exit of Jason David Frank and Catherine Sutherland if the other actors wanted to return. Oh. I mean, we see it later, but not yet. Not yet. Um it's interesting. Do you know what? Like with um, with uh, Austin St. John's return, obviously I was, I was more familiar with the Turbo movie than I was the Zero show. I had like some vague memories of it. So and I'd watched the Turbo movie you know, multiple times, even though it's kind of garbage. But like when, you know, the character of Jason returns, I'm kind of like, I'm like, oh, that's very exciting that they brought him back. But then like now, like having watched like rewatch Zero and it's like, it completely makes sense that he's there. Like he's been in these characters' lives for like the most recent couple of years, you know, like through 
the time like the zero season and stuff like he's there like he literally was a ranger until obviously we turned the the gold ranger power to him but it just yeah, makes that's sense a good, that there. that's a good point I and mean, then i mean i it guess the, the context of his character yeah. being featured they kind of had kimberly hart present but only in flashbacks that like they repurposed footage yeah, so you, reference yeah, yeah. see so kind of you know tommy was dating her during zero for a time so you did you did get her inclusion. Now, I know you've talked about uh, Catherine Sutherland already as the Pink Ranger, uh, but I just came across a little bit of something. And again, like, it might be apparent that I'm very interested what's happening behind the scenes. I can see what's on screen, but what's happening behind the scenes, right? Just how are they making these TV shows, these movies? So while they were filming Catherine hanging off a cliff in an African jungle, it started to snow. The crew told her not to breathe because they could see the condensation. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like guerrilla filmmaking, isn't it? Like how they how they made these Power Rangers movies until the 2017 reboot, which at the end we did get, you know, Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson cameos. Like, no surprise why they chose those two actors. Uh, but yeah, no, when the you know in the nineties making Power Rangers, um, yeah, guerrilla filmmaking, I think. That's funny. He's just talking about that scene. I don't know. You mentioned it on our briefly, like we're talking Zero, but like at the start of this movie, they are still Zero Rangers, and we don't see them as Power Rangers until you know they get the turbo powers and stuff. And you know, there's just cat almost trans like or morphs into. Like she actually says, Zero Ranger One, she turns pink, but then she falls in the water and it doesn't complete. Like madness. I just feel <laughs> like the morphers should be waterproof. I really, mm. really do. Because if not, this whole time, all Rita and Zed needed was a water hose. That was yeah. it. You can't more. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I know that was yeah. Warm. So I mean, I, I don't know why. Like, what's going on there? Like, and it's not necessarily like a budget thing, is it? Because they could have just shown like zero footage. I'm sure they've got some footage they could have repurposed. Well, just but... like they had the like they had the they could have just had them in the suits. Like, hey, I don't know. At least at the start of the movie, and then have the transition. Like, why not? Like, but she's the only character. The She's the only character really that references Zeo before everybody shifts into Turbo. That is, yeah. that is it. It's a, it's an annoying scene because again, it kind of like just shatters what you think of Power Rangers. Like, really, that's going to like stop the the morphing water. sequence, like just water. Yeah, unless, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. But I haven't said like the the majority of the movie is is them unmorphed, including once they do have the turbo powers, like they're in their civilian gear and just as people traping through the jungle or going through the Bermuda Triangle on that ship, on that island, wherever the hell they are. I've got to um, be honest, them being on a ship, pretty cool. And just not morphed <laughs> as well. Like I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit naff, I get it, but it's also kind of cool <laughs> seeing them on a ship. And just with what you just said there, like them not morphed, I'm finding, right, you know, as a kid, all I wanted the Rangers to do was morph and fight. 
Like that's where my interest was at. But you know, as I've gotten older, it's like, no, I want character development. I want drama. Do you know <laughs> yes. what I mean? I want conflict. Like as soon as they morph and the actors disappear. Like I remember when we reviewed that first Venom movie, the first half, you got so much of Tom Hardy, and then and then you just lose him to CGI. It's like, ah, oh, mm. I was enjoying that film, and now it's become something else. So I'm really enjoying seeing because I think it's apparent, but I really like these actors. You know, whether it's you know Mighty Morphin Zio in this movie, I like the actors. So the more we see of them the more I like it. And then when they morph, it kind of like just, I lose interest a little bit. There's still something to enjoy. I think it's but, also because it's like, is it actually them in the suits? And you don't know. And then it just you never know. kills the illusion. Yeah, until they take the helmets off and say it's morphing time, even though they're morphed, but anyway. <laughs> it definitely is Blake Foster in that suit, though, 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hulk and Skull are back um, on the police patrol. And they've got different uniforms, even though they quit midway through Zio. Continuity, yeah. I don't think, was their biggest priority when making Power <laughs> Rangers, whether it was the TV show or the movie. Maybe this film didn't quite fit in where they originally intended, um, but those uniforms don't track. Well, they, they became private detectives in, in Zio, didn't they? So it kind of doesn't make sense that they're like police officer types. Again, yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, this is supposed to take place like a year after the end of Zio, so it's possible they went back to the police academy thing. What happens in the TV show, though? You've seen Turbo. Are they police or detectives? I honestly can't remember. Probably still police. <laughs> yeah, I think they've just skipped over that, I reckon. But you know what? Jason Narvey and Paul Shire back as Bulk and Skull. Yeah, always fun. Like, I like those guys. All right, so a big bad in this film, we've got Divatox, a space pirate who seeks to marry the demon Maligor and conquer the galaxy. <laughs> she is played by Hilary Shepard Turner. Um, wow, a very booby character, I must say. Booby <laughs> character. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Uh, it's It's one of those alien characters that looks like somebody wearing a mask <laughs> like the you know we've got i mean i guess that's what i mean not necessarily a mask but Rita repulsa looks human you know she had the big hair and everything else and the I've, madonna bra I've always but... <laughs> i've always viewed diva docs as a humanoid character like i always thought the stuff on her head was like jewelry <laughs> like it's... but hasn't she got a sibling in this who's like a creature or something is it it never really makes sense like rita repulsa looks humanoid yet rito is like a skeleton army camouflaged character who's you know her brother so it never quite makes makes sense sure i i don't know <laughs> anyway diva talks what a name, <laughs> which can be said about yeah. a lot of Power Rangers villains. <laughs> now, she's pretty, I mean, she's kind of like a 
I think what they've gone with here, and I think this leads into our complaints of like, you know, like um, the robot empire, like they've gone back to like a humanoid type character. This, she's very much on par kind of like with Rita, you know, like she's loud and like, yeah, it's, yeah, I can see there's, that. There's screaming and well, I can you know, hear like that, is, in, I is, in, <laughs> is in charge of a ragtag bunch of like, you know, minion type little monster creature dudes that do her bidding. They've tried to replicate like a Reaper type character here and obviously again setting her up for for the Turbo show. It's it is weird but her goal is to marry this giant demon beast thing Malakal yeah. which is great which I think is <laughs> part of the part of the budget of this movie was just to get that get that costume get that suit for Malakal yeah. that be um to the point where they actually reused I think because they invested so much into that design they actually used that same creature the Malakal design for um the evil dark specter in the Power Rangers in Space season, and no one ever addressed the fact. You know, I think maybe someone did. I think someone, it was Divatox, was like, I think there's a scene where Divatox is back and then she, she says to the dark specter, I was like, you remind me of my husband, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know, something like that. But that's oh, so stupid. I've got it all to look forward to in space. It yeah. reminds me, I think it was one of the Arrowverse crossovers. And Brandon Routh was, you know, playing Ray Palmer. Oh, yeah. And yep. Supergirl makes reference to the fact that you kind of look like my cousin, which was a fun thing because obviously he'd done Superman Returns before the Arrowverse. And um, so I guess they did something a little similar here. Um, Hillary Shepard stated that Diva Tox's name stemmed from the phrase toxic diva and in a podcast interview with a fan site in 2014 <laughs> hillary shepherd revealed that diva talks was originally written with grace jones in mind so there you go i like that about it now i never really thought about it. of course diva yeah Tox, toxic, toxic diva yeah. that's uh that's what, they, that's what they were going for amy joe johnson is kimberly hart the first pink mighty Morphin power ranger and tommy's former Love interest, and you know, in this movie, we get evil Kimberly as well as evil Jason. Um, <laughs> what's worth noting though, Amy Jo Johnson made her last appearance on Power Rangers as Kimberly Hart in this film, although she did return to the franchise for a cameo in the 2017 reboot. Johnson appeared in Turbo because. She was contracted to appear in two Power Rangers movies. There you go. That's why she's Whoa. here. She oh, was under God. contract. <laughs> Again, and behind the scenes. Yeah. Bully people into coming back to work. Um, yeah, look, it, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I kind of wish, though, like if this was a higher elevated kind of product, we would have seen some sort of dynamic between her and Tommy. I'm assuming this would have been the first time they'd seen each other since their breakup, maybe. Or it, I mean, I'd say yeah, it would be at least on screen anyway. So they would, but they don't dive into that at all. They don't like even make it a little bit awkward between the two of them. It's just 
nothing. Like they're just they're still friends, whatever. It's it's fine. But that's yeah. So I don't know. You know, apparently, just... right? So in in the original draft of the script, so when Jason and Kimberly first turned evil, there was gonna be this build up showing that they had enhanced strength. But due to, um, I guess, you know, time restraint, uh, they they cut those scenes down. But what I always got from watching this, as soon as they break the metal restraints just by pulling their wrists apart, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? I mean, that's you all. Know, yeah, that's... You know what I mean? But apparently in the and original going... script, they... It, it was it was going to be built into it that you were going to see that they actually had enhanced strength, but then I don't need it. No, it didn't work. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason why they didn't include it is that they needed to keep under a certain runtime. So that's what was going on for for them. But it's there, like you know, you've got yeah, you, you see that the evil breaking the chains, and you can imagine that playing evil versions of their characters would have been appealing. I mean, yes, Amy Jo Johnson came back because she was under contract, but at least she's getting to do something different to what she'd done on the show previously, especially when, you know, Jason, Kimberly, Tommy, he's the evil one. You know, Jason David Frank got to do so much with that dual role. They're finally getting their turn in this movie. Yeah, that's true. And hey, look, even in in the Zero show, you know, we mentioned that uh, you know Tommy has that the couple of episodes where he's sort of possessed and is is a bit um is a bit of a baddie there for a bit. But then he learns a bit of a lesson when when Cat takes her helmet off and is like, "Look at me, you can you remember me?" And that breaks the spell, kind of thing. What does Tommy do in this? He's like, oh, I've learned from that experience. He takes his helmet off to Kimberly and is like, it's me. <laughs> he does the same thing. I can't remember if it works or not, but he gives it a crack. I think it might work. Does It, it works because how else does it break? Anyway, let's just Good question. Moving on. We should have the answers <laughs> because we've both seen this movie many, many times. Do you know what? We're there. A spell breaks. I think that's. I think that's what it, happens. Yeah. yeah, the spell breaks. Uh, I'm ready to talk about Blake Foster, okay, Justin sure. Stewart, All right. Blue Turbo Ranger, a child in the care of Tanya and Catherine at an Angel Grove children's home. He becomes the Blue Turbo Ranger in Rocky's Place and pilots the Mountain Blaster Turbo Zord. So there you go. He gets a big car, a big blue car. A blue car, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what is the blue car? <laughs> you, you've seen, you've seen to, to, and you've seen Turbo. It's been a while. Um, Justin is the only character from the movie to remain throughout the series. Is this true? Like that can't be true. I hope that's not true. Apparently, yeah, Jason David Frank, Johnny Young Bosch, Catherine Sutherland, Nakia Burris were replaced partway through the series by other actors. Yeah, so all of the, let's call them the teenage Power Rangers, um, the ones of age. Yeah, it's about halfway through the Turbo show and they get replaced by what would turn into, well, the new cast of Turbo Rangers, which eventually they are also the the, the Space Rangers as well. When we Oh, but you like Space Rangers though. Yeah. I do. So it's a good 
assortment of characters, <laughs> like good, some cool uh, actors and characters that do take over, which is promising. Um, like I said, like the the Turbo show, like things weren't working. People were turning on the show. It wasn't. It was like, oh, my God, Power Rangers is dead. What's going to happen? And then it was like, look, let's just clean shop. Let's. But it sounds like you know, like some of the actors wanted to get out anyway and move on to other things. So it was all probably part of it but yeah because of that i guess that fact is true um the justin character is the only one to stay throughout the whole turbo show but he only pretty but he stays he stays on turbo doesn't he he doesn't go into space he does not go into space and again (laughs) i want to say i've got nothing against the actor nothing against the actor it's just the concept yes this movie introduces the concept of Number one, why would Zordon... It's like Zordon literally picked him because he happened to learn the truth. Okay, so everybody who finds out the identities of Power Rangers just gets to become a Power Ranger, do they? Is it? Oh. Like, is it, it's ridiculous. The concept of a child endangered in this environment, becoming like a superhero type kind of thing, like, ridiculous. And then there's the whole... I know, I know it happened. Show, That's what I was going to say. I know it happened in the Super Sentai show already, but it does make sense because you can imagine, like, you know, producers on this show, they're like, right, okay, so who's our audience? Who's our core demographic? Kids, little boys. Let's make a boy a ranger. They will love it. And they didn't. <laughs> but I can I can see I can see why they thought. Why they thought that it would work, and then with the other casting, it's interesting, right? Because I think we've done it. We've done Justin, and you know, he's a character. He's a Blue Ranger. But the other actors, the kind of, it's a weird one because they're in this movie, but really they're just popping up for maybe one or two scenes because they'd been in the TV show previously. Like we've got Greg Bullock, who reprises his role as Lieutenant Jerome Stone from Zio. And then we've got Richard Janiel reprising his role as Ernie, the Angel Grove gym and juice bars owner. But this film, it marks the final appearance of Ernie as the actor leaves the Power Rangers series. Ernie can be seen in the crowd behind Cat, seated next to Kimberly during the martial arts tournament in the finale. However, his character Ernie will not depart until Power Rangers Turbo, the TV series, when Lieutenant Stone mentions he's left the juice bar. So it's this weird thing where it's a film, it's a TV show, but it's a film. And, you know, like you get guest spots on a TV show, actors are popping up every now and then. But this film marks the last time, or Turbo marks the last time you'll see Ernie. Yeah, it's... That's it. I mean, look, even, yeah, like, you see Rita in this thing. There's a cool little exchange with the, you know, like, Diva Talks calling her and there she's in bed with Zed. Oh, that's like, right. And it's yeah. like, how, like, like, these pesky Power Rangers, like, how do we get rid of them? And she's like, look, if I knew how to do that, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good answer. Uh, yeah, it's like, but again, it's like, they've just become, they've just become gags. Like, But again, it's the same thing, like, yeah, they've got them they've got the characters they've got the actors chuck them in there why not small little moment small little role it's no fun it's fun that they're here you know i've just realized that 
we've got a different actor voicing Zordon in this. In Zeo, it was Robert L. Manahan, and we've got somebody else all together. Um, Winston Richard. Yeah, so he's the new. I mean, again, like I just yeah. thought. Oh, sorry, Bob Manahan. It says Bob Manahan voicing the character. I've, I've got to hear that it's somebody. So Winston the Richard first must be his, name. Must be his so, head. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then Bob Manahan right. is the voice. So right. So we've got a head and a voice. Well, do you know what? If they just stuck with David Fielding, they've got the head and the voice in one. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right okay it so he's anyway so that's sword on not confusing at all um of course an interdimensional wizard <laughs> the, which is which is like, such a fun description and he's the ranger's mentor and um, yeah you're right yeah bob manahan he did the voice again david fielding he can do the head and the voice it uh could have done it do you know who i've done speaking it speaking of wizards Larigo and his and his family, <laughs> like this little—I don't even know what he is. He looks like a looks like a—I don't know what he looks like. He looks like something that I feel like I've seen before. It's like a cross between like a gremlin and. He like reminds me and of like oh, what's the like an Ewok? What's the, what's the character called? Is it Gwyn Gwildor or something? The the character in. The Masters of the Universe film with Dolph Lundgren. It reminds right. me of that. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, it's a, he, he's in this. I mean, yeah, he does play family. a pretty integral part. You know, he's got the magic. No, it's important. And, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. You're just like that character from Masters of the Universe. He's He's got a magical key that can open portals to worlds and realms. It's very important, very important. But how's David talks and like legitimately threatening his wife and baby, <laughs> like to make him do shit? It's like, wow, well, she's cold. <laughs> like, yeah, not holding back. Um, yeah, the Zord's pretty cool, I guess, for a TV budget <laughs> kind of thing. It's all right, like the design wise, the cars join together and become big and they fight Malagor. Which is also big. I mean, it's it's the go-to with with Power Rangers. You know, I've actually <laughs> I've got happen. I've got something we've not mentioned yet. So we've talked about you know that obviously the connection with Zeo and Cat almost morphs. Well, the Zeo Rangers were supposed to appear in the film, according to Johnny Young Bosch. The Zeo Rangers would lose their powers during a fight with Divatox. And that is why the Rangers would upgrade to the turbo powers in order to go to, you know, the big threat. That would make sense. If that but do you know happened. what? Apparently, the scenes were filmed, but the reason for their omission was not mentioned. So apparently they shot it. So we could have seen more of Zero, oh, but they yeah. they didn't do it. Because oh, always, I've always thought about it. It's like, why did they get power? Like, why did they get these new turbo powers? Like, just... Because it was a new year, <laughs> like there's no reason here. So they and that's it. Yeah, it's powers, a new year, just... a new a new season. You know, earlier, so just we're not really talked about the tone because, I mean, I guess for the most part, I mean, we've touched on it. It's it's a kids' TV show, but on the big screen, but it's very much in line with the show. And I referred to 
Divatox as being booby. Well, mm. to add to that, her revealing outfit is one of the reasons the film received a PG rating instead of a G since the film was targeted at a child audience to begin with. So there you go. Her revealing outfit made it a PG rating. I actually I actually reckon there's, there's a few little moments in this movie that can probably warrant the PG rating, especially like, you know, like when you've got like the, like Kim and Jason, like possessed and doing, I don't know. There's certain things there that kind of come across freaky. I think would push that G rating up a little bit. Apparently, it's all Divatox. PG it is. I mean, American do they have G in in America? I, don't I mean, know. in the UK, in the UK, we don't have a G. It's a U for sure. Universal. A U, like a Universal kind of viewing. Maybe they have we, like a general audiences or something. But have. I don't know. Either it's way, either way, the rating got upgraded because of her outfit. I mean, with special effects. I mean. Did you notice the difference, you know, the redesign of the interior of the power chamber? You know, from I noticed that the in the tubes behind yeah, uh, they didn't include the the Mighty Morphin costumes. That is yeah, that's very noticeable. Yes, yeah. so the Mighty Morphin suits and weapons gallery had been I mean, removed and replaced. Look, it did look with... it did look a little bit fancier in there, but not not to the extent of, you know, like in the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie where it's like, this is a completely different set. Like, this is crazy. It's all jazzed up. Like, this is just like, oh, look, it just looks a bit bigger and a bit fancier, but not not like, oh, they've completely redone stuff. Yeah, I mean, as you say, they, they did remove the Mighty Morphin suits, replace them with five Ranger colored tubes. The console had been replaced with a larger one with two smaller consoles on either side and the floor design had also been changed. So a few differences there and you know, talks about the budget of this and I think I know where some of it went. The Turbo Zords were created by custom car builder George Barris. Barris had created custom vehicles for films such as the Stone Age cars in the Flintstones in 94 the spy cars for James Bond films and the theme park terrain vehicles for Jurassic Park in 93. So I think that's where some of their budget matter went on the Zords. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, look, if real critique, do the cars look kind of cool? Like, I suppose, for big toys. I know, but keep in mind, though, Adam was driving a minivan. Like he was, he got the frog <laughs> oh, yeah. in the first movie, and in this movie, like honestly, what has Power Rangers got against Adam? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's not a raw, it's not a good deal. <laughs> it's pretty, I don't know, man. But apparently, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, he said he well, he wanted to improvise a funny joke about his character being stuck with a ridiculous choice of a power sword, just like he did with, you know, the frog in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, but the director de- uh, denied his request. So nope, not doing it. Uh, we don't want nice, any... like I know, but nice I, I get that if these are the new swords, the last thing the director wants are Rangers making jokes of the swords. They, no, but they're already 
And like... I'm already just cars. The cars. I mean, yes, they transform and you got a Megazord out of it, but for the most part, they are cars. And we all drive cars. <laughs> but they're not just cars, they're Zords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um yeah, do you know, I feel as though we've we've talked about Turbo a Power Rangers movie enough. If you're gonna rate this film out of five. Are you sure you don't want to talk about Justin some more and the fact that what happens to his body? What is actually happening there? <laughs> I certainly like, don't, sure want don't want to talk to about that. Dissect that for about another 20 minutes. No, we're good. All right. as, as a bridge to get to space, which you piques my interest on, we may mm. actually I'm not it's promising like, anything. We may like review, Star Trek, man. It's cool. I know, but uh, yeah, but we need uh, we need to do the Turbo series first. That's what I'm struggling yeah, with. Okay. But maybe we'll talk about Justin some more then. Well, it's hard. I completely get why the hesitation to go into Turbo, the series, is where it's at because, and this is my rating, this movie is, is not good. Again, as I said before, if this was just a special episode part of the show, like, I mean, yeah, like it's in line with it. It, it ticks all the boxes there and... I mean, there's still some stupid shit like the inclusion of Justin as a character and that whole existence and and whatever and the fact that it's like, look, they are just driving cars. Like, yeah, look, there's questionable things, but look, that's the Turbo series as a whole. I guess this is where it starts. Diva Tox is a pretty fine, like, addition as a villain or, like, an introduction to her and her crew of things on her weird submarine spaceship thingy. Um, but, look, this, I, I get it. You got burnt that this was in theaters, in cinemas, on the big screen, marketed as a big movie, the next Power Rangers film, and then you, you just get this pile of crap, which is what it is. So as a theatrical film, this is shit. As a special TV episode, like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, this is a good, which is, it's it's a crazy concept. Um, So where do I find myself landing with it? I'll just be honest. And it's like, look, as a movie, this isn't great. The story's weak. It is just like a big episode. There's some exciting things happening, I suppose, but there's also some dumbass shit in it. There's a little bit of nostalgia because I've you know, watched this quite young and revisited it a few times, so there's that. But, like, I feel like I need to say, like, a, a generous two out of five for this movie. I think maybe lower, but I don't know. There's There's some good bits, I guess. Bulk and Skull are pretty weird in this, so that's always exciting. Yeah, two out of five. <laughs> I do think I've given this film a hard time over the years. And, you know, you and I have talked about it off air, and I've never really had anything nice to say about it. I I don't know if it's because I was watching it for this review, but I've probably enjoyed it more now, more than I ever had. But just to put it in context, it's a two for me as well. It is a two out of five. It is not necessarily a high two, but I just mean that I found more, I don't know, I kind of went with it more. Maybe it's because I've had more time away from the franchise and coming back and, you know, and seeing, you know, Jason and Kimberly and these characters, you know, there's definitely things to like about it, but it's absolutely a, a TV film that was put up on the big screen. And it's mm. never going to look as good as what they what they would like. But when I was getting to the end of watching it, and because I was watching it for this podcast, 
I just put it on and then my six-year-old came in and she watched the rest of the movie with me and she got to see Justin Morph and being a six-year-old, she found that cool that a kid can morph and become an adult, <laughs> which was the the you know the whole goal of what the show wanted, yeah. you know, audiences to to experience. But as soon as it ended, I guess the thing that I liked most about this recent viewing is the film stopped. And then together, we then watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Day of the Dumpster. She got to see the pilot of Mighty Morphin for Whoa. the first time. So she she's interested. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, look, but I'm going to yeah. watch more Power Rangers just so we can watch it you know, together. Like she's interested, you know, especially in that first episode. It's like, this is who those characters are. I know this is not Turbo, but Mighty Morphin, that first episode, like Kimberly does gymnastics. You know, this person does that, you know, and she's like, hey, I like gymnastics. So I like Kimberly and she wears pink. So she's at the right age to get into it. But yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this this movie, it is bad. It's a bad movie, and especially on the back of that first movie, which they clearly spent a lot more money on. And you know the the, the soundtrack to that film, like you know you've got like what bit of Chili Peppers, like Stevie Wonder, like this. It's got like you know they, they spent money on that first movie that they didn't spend on this movie, but it is what it is. And yeah, I think two out of five is fair. I, I think so. I think like. I'm gonna like we said about like you know you're watching like Power Rangers with your kid and stuff and how she's sort of like absorbing it. I feel like I'm I'm obviously doing it wrong because I'm doing it with like a uh, he'll be three like next week. Um, but you know like my little boy is. I was watching a few episodes of Dino Fury and he was like, oh, like he could see the dinosaur elements of it. And you know, anytime I was was trying to watch Zio, he was like can we watch the dinosaur power rangers and i'm like oh yeah okay but then i was watching the turbo this turbo movie and you know anything on wheels he loves cars and shit so it's like oh power rangers but they're in cars there's an appeal here like they know what they're doing they're making this let's make a power ranger a kid let's put them in cars i mean they didn't have that create like creative thing there that's obviously the super sentai Gekiso Sentai, whatever the hell it's called, series that they're adapting. But at the same time, it's like, look, it works. It it sells. They're in cars. It's cool. Kids love it. They eat it up. Like, small months is fine. It, it, it is what it is. It's just, I just wish this was something better. But like, it's, like you said, it's a TV movie. It's a bridging thing. Um, and what's interesting is like, this is the first time I've watched this after watching Zio, so like leading straight into it. So it did, this watch, this most recent rewatch was a different experience to me ever watching this movie before because I'd never, I've never done that. It's, it, it did change a few things and gave a bit of context and then to different elements of the movie, which, yeah, definitely very interesting to do it that way. Yeah. And um, I had that same, yeah, that same experience. Yeah, again, I'd seen this movie without seeing, Zio, but you know, whichever order you watch this movie, it's so disappointing to see what happens to Rocky and <laughs> to how they how they <laughs> replaced him. But we don't need to go through all of that again. Well, that's it for our episode all about Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. 
If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Jason, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. And I look forward to our Sounds Like Comics episode looking at Power Rangers Turbo, also known as, I don't know, Power Rangers Season 5. <laughs> I re- I really, I really don't know. I don't feel like I can commit. So let's, um, we'll, we'll, we'll take, take it one thing at a time. We'll be back for yes. Cosmic Fury. We'll be, I'll we'll let, do that. Yeah. Then. Let's, let's do that. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Back to action. Oh, that's probably oh, too loud. That was too loud. <laughs> There's people sleeping in the house. Whoops. <laughs>